This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is a scripture that many are familiar with, and one that you will hear quoted in the churches that sprung from the Pentecostal movement. It is a foundation to many sermons, songs, and even prayers. This single verse is very powerful. But in the churches that follow the ministry of William Marion Branham, are you receiving these words as they were intended? William Branham taught his people that Christ is not the eternal Son of God. Like the Jehovah's Witnesses, Branham taught a version of Jesus that was an angel, Michael. He would often ask his followers, how can Christ be the eternal Son of God? Anything that has a beginning has an end. 1955, Sermon Index 0109E, he said, And at that time Michael shall stand, the great prince. Michael was Christ, of course, who fought the angelic wars in heaven with the devil. Satan and Michael fought together. 1962, Sermon Index 0401, There's no such thing, eternal Son of God, Branham says. Because if he ever had a beginning, then he cannot be but eternal. But if he was a son, he had a beginning. So he cannot be an eternal son. It was the eternal God manifested in a son. Uh Uh-huh. See, eternal God, because... God is the only thing that's eternal. Many influenced by Branham are familiar with these teachings. But have you ever asked yourselves the question, how can we have an eternal father if we have no eternal son? If you continue reading in the first chapter of John, you'll find that this word, that's mentioned in the first verse, 
is Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who offered himself as a sacrifice for the atonement of sin. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the Son, the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. The only Son from the Father. The Word is Jesus Christ. So to read the first verse in its fullness, you must understand that the Word was Jesus Christ and that He was in the beginning with God. If we continue reading further, taking that same understanding of the Word, we find that this passage reads much differently than you'll hear in the churches that follow William Branham. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, Jesus, and without him, Jesus, was not anything that was made. After explaining that Jesus Christ was the eternal Son of God, in the beginning, with God, one with God, the first chapter of John describes the gospel of Jesus Christ. The children of Israel were burdened with the punishment from their failure to uphold the Mosaic law and were under the curse of that law. Starting in the 14th verse, John describes a clear distinction between the law that came through Moses and the truth that came through Jesus Christ. It reads like this, And the Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him, Jesus, and cried out, This is He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because He was before me. And from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He, Jesus, has made him known. This doctrine of an angelic Christ is nothing new. Charles Taze Russell, founder of the Jehovah's Witnesses, taught it. Even in the days of Apostle Paul, it was being promoted. Listen to the words of Paul, found in Hebrews chapter 1, asking this question. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have forgotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. It's Hebrews 1, 5-6. Now listen to Paul's answer. Continuing on, he says of the angels, he says he makes his angels winds, 
and his ministers of a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. 